This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. I welcome everyone to this special Pre-Rosh Hashanah event. We have the great honor to hear first from the Chazak, um, co-founder and director, Rabbi Ilan Niro, for some opening remarks, followed by Rabbi Yosef Palachi, for, uh, who will be giving the beginning the shir tonight, the the entire event, all the all the whatever was anyone making a bracha, all the brachot, all the learning tonight is Lilui Nishmat Binyamin Nataniel Ben Bracha Tova Neshama Shehavan Aliyah Amen. Being presented by the Chazak organization, and of course Beth Gavriel. I want to thank Gavriel for partnering in this event and hosting the event for so many years, being such a place of Torah and Chesed and Tefillah, of course, shall only continue for many more years to come until Mashiach, Amen. And, um, and, and one, one, one quick um, thing that we think we should have in mind is that, is that um, in, in about a week from now, a little bit less than a week from now, it's going to be Rosh Hashanah, we're going to be praying for our, for our, for that our families, us and our families, they should have a, um, we should have a Tova, we should have a sweet new year, but we should also uh, have in mind that, that our, our fellow brothers and sisters, um, you know, in order for us to have a sweet new year, we should we should um, think about our uh, fellow brothers and sisters who maybe are in the public school system, and we know the Chazak is on the forefront with uh, after-school programs with um, in 15 different locations for hundreds of students. And uh, since 2017, we've transferred over 1,400 children from public school yeshiva. So everyone, um, everyone know, sitting right here knows of a, a coworker, a relative. Um, who, has a, who has a child in public school, they should reach out to Chazak, the school year um, has just started, and everyone should definitely um, um, be a big schut for you and your family. And I want to thank, of course, Gabi uh, um, Oishai and his family for, for, for dedicating tonight's year. And uh, we show on here Simcha's Besorotovot, Amin. And without uh, further ado, everyone please rise for some opening remarks from Rabbi Elam Mir. You know, the Mishnah tells us there's a few Rosh Hashanah throughout the year. A few New Year's throughout the year. Next week, we know we're going to have New Year's for us human beings. We're going to be judged. That's Rosh Hashanah that we have. There's a Rosh Hashanah for kings. There's a Rosh Hashanah for the trees. You know, here in the United States, is another Rosh Hashanah that takes place. It's Rosh Hashanah for the football season. And... Bemet, a lot of the guys are very into the sport and the games, you know, 24 hours a day on a Sunday. And to think so many of you guys came here today for the shiul, it shows that either you know nothing about football or you really love the Torah. So, Bemet, Chazak Baruch for showing up. We're going to Bezalashem have a word of inspiration from my good friend Rabbi Pelachi, Be'lun Ishmat, Binyamin Etanem We're dedicating today 11 months, commemorating 11 months since the tragic passing a passing that really shook the whole community. And we saw the family, Bemet, show us what, what it means to have bitachon and how to do good and how to keep his memory, perpetuate his memory. And I'm sure many more mitzvot and tzchiot will be doing in his uh, zechut over the years. I just want to share a small idea, because I'm at the speaker here tonight. We have a guest speaker that's going to inspire everyone. A small idea. I was in Israel two weeks ago, and the Rosh Hashanah Parat Yosef asked some of the guests I was with the following question. 
We say a few times a day, Ashrei Yoshvei Betecha. What does it mean, Ashrei Yoshvei Betecha? What's the definition? What's Ashrei? Oh, lucky, praiseworthy, Yoshvei Betecha, those who sit in the house of Hashem. Praiseworthy are those who sit in the house of Hashem. So the rabbi asked, Ramosh Tzadka asked the following question. He said, I don't get it. Why not say, Ashrei Mitpalele Betecha? Praiseworthy are those who pray in the house of Hashem. Or praiseworthy are those who learn in the house of Hashem. What does it mean, Ashrei Yashvei Betecha? Praiseworthy are those who sit in the house of Hashem. If you're just sitting here, like a, like a, how you say, devil, right? Just sitting and not understanding it. Is it worth anything? Why would you sit here just sit doing nothing? You want to come and learn? You want to come and pray? This is the question that the rabbi asked. And I want you to hear the answer for this question. Rabbi we say, Ashrei Yoshe Betecha, what's the next words? Oh, the Alelucha Zerah. Just by coming and sitting in the shul, eventually you're going to start praying, you're going to start learning as well. I have this discussion with public school kids all the time. Rabbi, we like to hear lectures. We don't want to learn Mishnah, we don't want to learn Gemara, it's not for us. I tell them, guys, you've been to lectures already since 10th grade and 10th grade, now you're 11th and 12th grade, let's go, let's learn inside a little bit. But Rabbi, we can't handle it, we don't understand. Just sit in the shoe. Just sit down, eventually you're going to comprehend You'll see how you grow. One thing I could say about today's uh, family members who are dedicating the event in memory of Binyamin Yitzhak Mubachatova. Gavriel, the father, here, Bali. I started learning with him, what, four or five years ago, Gavriel? We used to sit over there, six years ago. And we were doing Gemara together. Your cousin Baruch was on a high level, Baruch Hashem. He's already a Mikubal, Baruch Hashem. He was able to handle it. But you were still a, a beginner. Danny already learned about Pelachi at one point. So Danny had his experience. And you told me, Gabriel, you haven't learned Gemara since high school. I remember that's what you told me. And at first, you're learning Gemara. And I can almost say you were just sitting there. You were having a hard time understanding and comprehending. But Rabutai, from sitting there, Gabriel became to the point where his comprehension of Gemara was a very high level. We finished a full Masechta together. And then eventually his cousin, Rabbi Eitan, started giving me a class. You finished another Masechta together with him. And now, B'zrat Hashem, in about a month or two, you're finishing a third Masechta, Baruch Hashem. Uh, huh? Next week, okay, Baruch Hashem. So we see over here, Ashrei Hashem Betecha, he started off by just sitting at the class. And now, B'lai and I became part of him. And I think that's one thing that Gavriel, one thing you really push a lot of your friends and relatives, that were never really learning on a deep level. There were more like superficial classes on Shalom Bayit, classes about controlling anger and stuff like that. It's all beautiful. But sitting and learning Gemara, you're really a pioneer for our community to do it. And Bezrat Hashem, I really hope that in a couple of years, I don't know, five years, ten years, we could say that from Ashrei Hashem Betecha, if you're sitting in a class, you'll be zochet to make Siyum HaShash Bezrat Hashem. Say Amen with a lot of oomph, Gabi, come on. Right? So Bezrat Hashem, I'm telling you, every single one of you, I'm telling you, all the men over here, there's no reason why you cannot do in-depth learning. Everyone on his own level. Start off, you'll see something very special. Sending with the women, I know Mrs. Zeno is starting many different classes here, whether it's classes about Shalom Bayit or Halachot. Sometimes you might say Halachot is too much for you. Just give it a shot. By coming to the shiur and just sitting, you'll see eventually it penetrates your heart and you start understanding and comprehending. Bechol of and we hope and pray, this is the 11th month, 
We're going to hopefully finish a 12 month very, very soon. HaKadosh Baruch bless the family. It says in the Gemara, in the Chachamim, Shulchanuf brings it down. When you have a baby boy born during the year, it's a tremendous bracha for the family, it's a refuah for the family. And thank God you and your wife are with to have a baby boy. And we hope and pray that everyone sitting here in the whole community should only hear Bisarot from here on out. We should only hear good health, Parnasa B'Shefa, Limut Torah. And we should get together for Smachot and make any Ratzon. Rabotai, we have a young rabbi here today. If we could somebody somehow, like, you know, import into Queens, it would be a tremendous thing. But I saw he brought his president, his Gabayim, I don't know, to protect him. But uh, the guys in Brooklyn all came here. But uh, we'll negotiate, we'll work, we'll work something out. Rabbi Pelachi really gives his heart, he speaks from the heart. He inspires people around the world, and it's a great honor for me to call Rabbi Pelachi. B'chavot. בנימין נתנאל בן ברכה טובה, ברוך אתה אדוני, אלוהינו מלך העולם שהכל נהיה בדברו. אמן. It's the birthday, the, you know, you can, long life, Arikut Yamim Veshanim, to help being Mezakeh Rabim like you're doing always. And of course, Rabbi, arranging. Um, tonight, Shi'ur is going to be Leilu Nishmat, Binyamin Netanel Ben Bracha Tova. My good friend, Gabriel Yishayev, he gives me Chizuk. And when I come here and I see his presence, I met him at his first siyum that he made, and he came over to me, and I see his energy, I see his vibes, it's very strong, very contagious, and it's Baruch Hashem, very energetic, and he should continue doing what he's doing, growing in Torah and the mitzvot, him and his family, they should have a long life and health and parnasah, but you long life, amen, can you that's on? Okay, let's stop. What would you do if you have about four days before Hashanah, and you're invited to speak? What would you say? Four days to give Chizuk inspiration for Yom Adin, for, for the judgment. You know, in, in a few hours, a hundred hours, everyone's books are going to be open. You know, you open up the books, let's, let's open up the books, let's see, life or death, let's go. What would you say? What would you tell people? You get up, what are you going to say? It's a big responsibility. So, Hashem, I hope Hashem gives me the right words to say. We'll start off with this. There was a boy, true story. It happened a few years back. His name was Yankel. And what happened was, he was a troublemaker. It reminds me when growing up when I was a troublemaker. But like, anyway, Yankel, this guy was a troublemaker. And mischievous kid, young guy, time comes... And um, what happens is, his father says, this year, Lagba Omer is going to be, you know, Thursday night. And I want you, want you to be careful. Don't go to Miron. I know you go every year to Miron. But this year, it's Thursday night, Friday. I need you back for Shabbat. Don't go. Please don't go. Do I have your word? says, yes, daddy, of course. I say, yes, you know my word is my word. Yes, yeah, okay, back and forth. You sure? Don't, don't play games. Don't play shtick. Don't do the thumbs. Nothing. Zero. You're going to be all. You're not going. Uh, that won't go. I, I gave him I my word. Give my word. You know my word is uh, my word. Perfect. 
great. So this kid, Yankel, you know, to be a troublemaker, you got to also be smart. You know what I'm saying? To, to make, able to be, you have to be smart to be a good troublemaker. So what did he do? He calls his dad a week before Lagba Omer. Dad, I have uh, great news. The yeshiva is making a siyum Thursday night. A rooftop siyum, not a regular siyum. It's a rooftop siyum. And the Rosh Yeshiva told me that I'm in charge of setting up. I can't come home Thursday, but I'll be there for Shabbat. He says, wow, I'm so proud of you, my dear son. Great. Now, he goes to the Rosh Yeshiva. He says, my dear Rosh Yeshiva, in a week from now, my father is making back in Yerushalayim a rooftop siyum, and he wants me to make sure I'm there for the siyum. Your father? Wow, kibud dava'em, chavot, go. So now, his father thinks that what, that he's in the yeshiva rooftop setting up the siyum. The Rosh Yeshiva thinks that he's back at home where? In Yerushalayim with his father's siyum. And where did he go? Lagba Omer Miron. The place where his father said not to go. He's in Miron, chilling, having a hafle, the fire, going wild. He can't wait, I'm there. First guy there, bonfire. Everybody knows what happened a few years ago with the Miron tragedy. The father gets on the phone. He calls the Rosh Yeshiva of his son Yeshiva. How's my uncle? He gets the phone call. The Rosh Yeshiva turns white. He understood everything what just went on. And he says, Yankel, Yankel was supposed to be by your house at your siyum. He says, are you kidding me? He fooled me. And he fooled you. Right away, he has his best friend working with Hatzalah. He calls him up. He says, listen to me. I never ask you for a favor in my life. This is the first favor I need from you. And don't reject me. He says, anything, what do you need? I know you're on your way to the scene in Miron. Go find my son. He gets to Miron. That's his mission. He's looking around. He sees this such a doesn't know what to do. And he says, I'm doing this for my best friend. And he takes his megaphone and he screams out, Yanko Rosenblatt, are you here? Yanko Rosenblatt, your father's looking for you. Where are you? Yanko, going all around. That's what he's doing. My best friend wants a favor of me. I'm going to do it. And he's going around, Yanko, Yanko, where are you? Where are you? And now this Yanko, he's on in, in the corner, sitting down and hiding. And he understands, he doesn't know what happened in life. He doesn't know what happened to me, Ron. He didn't know what happened. He's just there having a good time. And all of a sudden, he hears his name being paged from a Salam member. He's like, oh my goodness, my father found out. He's going to get me in trouble. I'm not saying anything. And he's in the corner. And he's screaming, Yanko, are you here? That Salam member sees a little young guy in the side corner, his hands are like this, covering his face. And the guy puts the megaphone away, 
pulls his hands down and he sees his best friend's son, Yanko. Your father wants you. He takes him from Iran, drives him a few hours away to Yerushalayim, and brings him back to his father. And as he's coming into the door, says, Daddy, don't hit me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Don't hit me. I know I shouldn't have went and I told you not to win and I know I fooled you and I know and I know I don't know. The father says, My son, I'm not going to hit you. I love the fact that you're alive. I'm so happy. That's these days. Hashem, God, wants us to see that we're alive. Where are you, my dear son? Where are you, my dear daughter? I'm here. All you got to do right now is say, Hashem, I am here. I'm alive. Wow. I'm so happy that you're alive. Now the question is, how do we show Hashem that we're alive? How? The answer is, one word. What is that? Change. How do we do that? Three things. Listen carefully. First, in order to have change, you have to know, what's the most important pasuk in the whole Tehillim? What's the most important pasuk in the whole Tehillim? If somebody were to ask you, what's the most important pasuk in the Tehillim? Let's go, let's hear it. Tov lo do l'ashem, asher yashve v'techa, ifdu et Hashem b'simcha, ifdu Hashem b'yira. Serve God in simcha, serve God in happiness, serve, always praise God. What is the most important pasuk in the whole Tehillim? I'm going to tell you tonight, this is my opinion, take it or leave it, but this is what I'm telling you tonight, you ready? This is it. Perak Memtet. Pasuk Afalaf. Remember this for life. Perak Memtet 49-21. How do you remember that? I don't know. But this is what it is. You ready? 49 Lev. Oh, 49 is no, that's Memtet. Lev is uh, 32. But listen. Adam Bikar Velo Yavin Nimshal Kebehemot Nidmu. Rabbi, what does that even mean? Okay, listen. You have a shepherd. He has all the sheep. And uh, he's going around. And he's hitting the, the sheep. He's, he's going like this, going like that. I have a question for you. If all the sheep got together, there's a thousand sheep and one guy. All the sheep got together. And the guy's hitting them, there's that. Could they overpower him? Yes or no? Yes or no? They could. You have a horse, you're horseback riding. Yeah, you go horseback riding, you take your whip, and the guy's not, the horse is not going fast enough. And he goes, ah! and you see the horse running even faster. Ah! And the horse is running even faster. I have a question for you. Who's stronger, the horse or the human? The horse. The horse can just gallop up and, and throw the human away. Why doesn't he do it? He's getting whipped. He's getting hit. And what does he do? No answers, please. What does he do? He goes ahead, and he what? He just keeps on running faster. What are you, foolish? What are you, a dip? What are you, an idiot? Just flip the guy over. Stop getting hit. You know what the answer is? The horse doesn't know his strength. He doesn't know he has the power to overturn this human being. He just doesn't know. You know what David Amelech is saying in this pasuk? 
human being. Don't be like the horse. Know that you have strength within. That's this pasuk. Listen to the pasuk very clearly. I'm going to translate. This is what the briskarov says. Adam is a human being. Bikar. Bikar comes from the Lashon of Yakar. Yakar means precious. Adam Bikar. You're a human being. You are precious. You have to understand you have tremendous strength within you. You have so much power within you. You have a reservoir of, of greatness that lies within you. What does the next word say? Velo Yavin? And you don't understand? Velo Yavin? And you don't understand what you have? What are you domain to? Nimshal, the mashal is kabehemot nidmu. It's mashal like the behemah, like this horse. So David Amel is saying, don't be like the horse. Know your strength. Know within you, you can do it. A lot of people, Unfortunately, some people, they think that I can't do it, Rabbi. Oh, you tell me too much, Rabbi. You, you're asking too much for me. I can't do this. Stop, you know, stop, okay? This I'll do, that I won't. You have so much potential within. David Amelch is saying the first thing that you have to know is, don't be like the horse. Don't think that you cannot do it. Have faith in yourself. Hashem, every single morning we say, when we first wake up. What does that even mean? Thank you, Hashem, that you gave me back my soul. But the ending, it says, munatecha. What does it mean, munatecha? The literally means, a lot of emunah. We have a lot of emunah in you, Hashem, that you're going to give us your neshama, our neshama back. You know what really, you know, you know what another pshat is? This is a play on words. munatecha means, God gave you neshama back. Why? Because he has Rabbah a lot emunatecha. He has a lot of emunah in you that you're going to do good today. So he believes in you that you'll do good today. So first thing of change that you have to know is, first thing, you have within you. You can do it. I remember my brother Albert, he was trying to make the basketball team. It was JV. It was, uh, first of all, I always watched him. My older brother, five years older than me. Uh, it was the JV team. It was 5th grade, 6th grade, 7th grade, middle school. No, he didn't make it. 8th grade, no. And I would always, he would say, Joe, come to the playoffs. Come to, the, come to watch tryouts. I would go. Ninth grade, I would go. My brother Albert did not make the team. Came varsity, 10th grade. Says, Joe, this is my last year. If I don't make it on this team, JV, after that's varsity 11th and 12th, I'll never make the team again. I'm like thinking in my mind, Al, you didn't make it. I'm watching you since six, seven, eight. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Let me take a break. You know, nine, nine. What's changing? Tenth grade tryouts. I'm sitting down. I can promise you, my brother Albert played like I never saw the best player I've ever seen out of all the teams. The number, the guy... From the, from the best guy, he would steal the ball mid-air. The guy's passing the ball mid-air. He, he stole the ball, drives right over him, scores. Right away, I knew. The coach gets up. Albert Palacci on the team. I said, Al, how'd you do it? He says, deep down, when you want something so bad, all of a sudden, you know within, the powers come out. If you love God so much, if you love Him so much, 
the powers within you come out. The powers with if you love Hashem so much, the power gets out of your system. I'll never forget, I was a young man, young boy, we just got our license. One of the friends picked up another friend, and he tells another guy, and he was the driver in the seat, and he says, Okay, we're I'm in the front, he's driving, he says, Oh, we're picking one of the friends up. And I'm in the drive, I'm in the passenger seat, he's driving. And one of the friends, he thought he knew him. He says, Wait, I need an emergency stop, stop right here. And he walks into a non-kosher pizza store. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, no, I'm just saying hello to my friend. Okay, okay. And the driver's driving, I'm sitting in the passenger. I don't know who this guy really is in the back. And he goes to see his friend. He comes out with a slice of pizza. And he brings in non-kosher pizza in the, in, the, in, the back, in the back seat. My friend gets out of the car. That one's driving. And he says, listen to me. No kosher food in my, in my car. No kosher food in my car. Takes the pizza. Throws it out, gets back in the car. He drives him this, that, we finish the night. I said, why'd you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's up? He doesn't, let me tell you something. I love Hashem too much. If somebody's going against him, he's going against me. And I, I don't like that. He's out of my car. Don't bring no kosher, don't bring non-kosher in my car. No, 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 it's not happening. Why? Because the reservoir of love that we all have for God comes out and says, Hashem, I love you too much. I'm, I'm bringing it out. You know, this is the time where everybody has to bring out their potential. There's no, there's no jokes. You know, one time a guy comes to me, he says, Rabbi, I don't feel Rosh Hashanah. I don't feel it. I tell him, listen to me. There was one time a guy, he gets to the 100th floor of this building. And he takes him to the 100th floor. And he says, you know, you're on the 100th floor? I said, wow, this is very cool. I said, do you feel it? He's like, no, I don't feel it. But you know your 100th floor? He says, yeah, but I don't feel it. He says, but you're on the 100th floor. Okay, I don't feel it. Let me tell you something. Right now we're on the 100th floor. We're right next to Rosh Hashanah. Whether you feel it, whether you're not, you're right there. You're right there. I don't care what you feel. It's happening. It doesn't make a difference what you're feeling. It doesn't go with feeling. It goes with facts. We're going to be judged in another 100 hours. Could you imagine 100 hours? 100 hours, our books are going to be open. How much money we're going to make, how much health we're going to have, are we going to live or are we going to die in a hundred hours. This is not the time to leave your potential with it down. It's the time to like step up the game. Step it up. Whatever you're doing right now is not the time to just relax. It's the time to say, what else can I do? Learn more, pray more, sleep. Even the rabbis, what are they adding? Slichot. What are we adding slichot for now? Yeah, even the Ashkenazim that don't have Selichot the whole month, this week, Selichot. What happened? They know it's game time, that's what it is. They know it's game time. There's no time for, for relaxation right now. You want to relax after, 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 Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, there's not the time. This time is time to step it up. Step it up, a lady's not sneaked, she has to step it up, that's it. I but what it's uh, you know it's still hot outside, Rabbi. You don't know what it is, the weather and this and that. I get sweat. Doesn't make a difference right now. That's not the time. We don't care right now. We care about one thing. We care about the love of God that you have. Do you love Him? How much? Show it now. Show it all the time, but especially now. Especially now. A guy's not learning. A guy's not going to Minyan. A guy's not. That's not the time now. Now you got to step it up. Rabbi, when are we having class? Rabbi, I want more classes this week. Let's go. Let's make it happen. You know a guy that's not so religious. 
I want to tell you something. Nowadays, we're living in such a generation where it's not so hard. You give the guy a call. I'm picking you up. Let's go. We're making this happen. The, there's not enough rabbis. The, you, the rabbis can only do... They can do great things. But it's the people that has that power that they have a friend and they have a cousin and they have a relative and they have a business partner that they could just say, you know what? This week, let's go. I'm taking you to classes this week. And you never know. That one light could change it for the whole year. That one light could change him the whole year. This time, these days, you gotta step it up. You gotta step it up. No time for games. No time for games. Your whole year can change. Charity? Give more charity this week. Give more charity this week. Alright, but I'm tired, I'm this, I'm that. I understand. Give more charity this week. Give poor people. Give organizations. Give whatever you have to Give. Because guess what? There's a new year coming. And it's going to be determined how much money you're going to make next year. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Everybody wants parnasah. Everybody wants parnasah. Hashem says, what should I give you? Look, God, I'm giving here, I'm giving there, I'm giving there. Let me be your treasurer. Give me a lot, a lot, so I can give more and more and more, Hashem. Let me be your treasury. I want to be the guy. I want to be the guy. Wow. Hashem says, let me see. How are you going to do this week? See, you giving me ah, Nice. Okay. Okay, not bad, not bad, not bad. But there's another pasuk that we have to know. What's the most important pasuk in the Torah? Very good. Alright? We have a mahloket. What's the most important pasuk in the Torah? You ready? One opinion, Gemara says. One opinion says, Good? That makes sense. Be good to people. You want to be a good Jew? Stop being good to people. Stop being humble. The guy feels that, oh, he's, oh, I'm there, I have this and I have that, I have that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you think, what, what, you think you're greater than anybody? No, 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 no. One second, one second, one second. Be humble to people. Be nice to people. That, that's what you got to do. First, be nice to people. You have to be a nice person. That, that, that's one. Another opinion says, Shema Israel. Adonai, Adonai Echad. What is that? Hashem's one. Hashem's the only God that we have. He's the only one. So that, that we understand. Are you ready for the third opinion, what it says? You ready for this? This is what he says, and I'll explain to you. The third opinion says, What does that even mean? I'll tell you. It means the korbanot were given every single day and every single afternoon. That's the most important pasuk you could say in the whole Torah. Why? In the morning they brought a korban and in the afternoon they brought a korban. Why is that important? Why is that so important? You know what the answer is? What equals success? One word. You ready for this word? I heard this word when I was 18 years old. I was in yeshiva. And this is what the rabbi said. This word equals success. And this is this pasuk. Who knows? Say it. One word. But don't mess it up. There you go. Consistency equals success. When you're consistent about something, day in, day out, day in, day out. It's not like the guy that says, oh, you know, I'm going on a diet, that's it, that's that. It comes Hanukkah, the guy's eating 15 donuts. I have to try this one and I have to try that one. What happened? I thought you were on a diet. No, Hanukkah is different. 
Oh no, this is different. Oh, that party is different. Before you know, the guy uh, ended up. Uh, you know what, what happened? You know what successful people do? You could go. You could go check this out. Successful people are always consistent. A meeting starts at nine o'clock. They're gonna be there nine o'clock. And every single day, I was with a. We had a Zoom chat during Corona. We had a Zoom chat, and I remember there was a very, uh, uh, very prestigious and 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 successful man, older man in his eighties. And every single day, the guy was running a, a a crazy business that he was very busy. But came nine o'clock every morning, he was on the Zoom. I would be nine oh one, like he's right there. Every he didn't miss a day. A day He was consistent This is what I have to do Boom Done You have to pick upon yourself something Whatever you're going to pick Whatever you're going to pick Or you're going to change it But that change is what? It's got to be consistent Yes Hashem This is what I'm doing this year Okay How long? Once a week Very good Every single once a week Do it Every single once a week From Rosh Hashanah To the next Rosh Hashanah Consistently Consistently That's what I'm doing this year Very good Consistent This is the third point Why do we dip an apple in a honey? Dip a peach Dip a plum No? I don't understand Why an apple? You know what I mean? Like why apple? What's so special about the apple and the honey? Huh? I don't know If I was out I like pears Like you know I like pear better Take a pear You know what I'm saying? Pear, a person needs a shiduk. Pear, this pear is going to make a pear. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying, why an apple? Why an apple? I'm going to tell you why an apple. But before I tell you about the apple, why honey? Vash, so? Why dip the apple in honey? Now, let me explain to you something very clear. The Benish guy says, that a person shouldn't have anything sour over what? Over Rosh Hashanah. A person shouldn't have an unripened fruit. That means if there's a banana that's uh, unripened, like you have the banana, it's green. Oh, by the way, the Benish Chai says, please, don't eat that. Why? It's Rosh Hashanah. The Benish Chai, they continue saying, don't eat nuts, egos, an almond, don't eat. Why? Because egos is the gematria of chet. And therefore, we don't want to have any mention of chet. So therefore, don't eat an almond because egos equals gematria of chet. So don't eat almonds. So I have a different question. Don't eat honey either. Honey comes from a bee. The bee stings. It stings. You ever get a, a bee sting? It stings. So therefore, don't have honey. You know why don't have honey? Because it comes from a bee. And a bee stings. Why? We're having honey. Don't have the honey. It's, it, it comes from a bee that stings. You know what the answer is? I'll tell you. You ever take a guy who's addicted to smokes, smoking? You have a guy who's addicted to leaks, cigarettes. Take a chain smoker. Take a, we call it leaks by us. Take a chain smoker. He has a leak. Going, going. Oh, by the way, smoking is not good for you. Okay, thank you. Man, I'll see you later. You gotta go back in your face. Yo, know, bro, I just told you, smoking's not good for you. Huh? What are you doing? Okay, go, go stop a chain smoker from smoking. Go, do your job, go. Bravo, go. 
You know how hard that is? One guy told me he went to hypnosis to get him hypnotized, so therefore he doesn't smoke. I don't know. Crazy thing. You know how hard it is to smoke and to smoke? I met a guy. He's a big, big chacham. He said when he was 15 years old, fortunately, whatever, some guy got him addicted to, to cigarettes, and every single time he comes, he smokes, 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 boom, boom, he can smoke a pack. Pack a day. This, this person is 45 years old. So he's been a chain smoker from 15 to about, four, no, sorry, from 15 to 40. How many years is that? How many years is that? Hmm? About 25? About 25 or 25? Okay, good. I know you know your math. Very good. So it's 25 years. 25 years a chain smoker. Smoking. Tell the guy, stop smoking. A guy tells him, you have to stop. A guy that he respects a lot. So he says, you know what? The first time in my life where somebody actually got to my head, I'm going to stop smoking. I'm the witness to the story because he told me. He said... I took my last cigarette and I said, this is my last cigarette. I'm done with this. He flinged it. I don't know, I think he still has that last cigarette. Maybe he didn't fling it. His last cigarette. And he stopped for five years. He's not smoking another cigarette. And I told him, how'd you stop? He says, do you know how painful it was for the first two weeks? Do you know how painful it was? It was worse than an open surgery. A person cutting me up and saying, 25 years I'm smoking and all of a sudden you want me to stop? And he said, I stopped. He said, the first two weeks it was the most painful ever. I was going through so much pain. I would see a guy, I would, I would see him smoking. I'm like, I need one, I need one. He's going in, I'm going to go, go buy a packet. I can't, I need one. He would stop. And he'll go and I stop and go and stop. He said it was so painful. And then it got easier and got easier and got easier until he was able to control himself. Everybody over here has something that he needs to change. Everybody. Everybody here in this room needs to change something. And guess what? Habits aren't easy to change. And guess what? It's going to sting in the beginning. But you know what's going to happen after the sting? It's going to become so sweet. Ah! Baruch Hashem! I got out of it. So we dip the apple in the honey, you know why? Because honey comes from a sting, a bee sting. God says, you want to change? It's going to sting. Yes, we're used to our habits again and again and again. But guess what? If you're going to feel that pain and you're going to feel that sting, it's going to hurt in the beginning. But after that, I promise you, it's going to be sweet. Dip it in the honey. Remember that sting. The change is going to... But after it's going to be sweet. Now why apple? Very good, we got honey. Very good, why apple? Could somebody tell me why apple? Let me tell you why apple. How do you say apple in Hebrew? How do you say it? Tapuach. Everybody agrees, tapuach. Somebody else have a different name for apple? Okay, tapuach. How do you say it in Bukharian? How do they say it? Same thing, tapuach? Same? Wait, what? Russian, Yava. Yava? Okay. But in Hebrew, everybody agrees. What is it? Tapuach. Change the letters around. The same letters. You know what tapuach stands for? Poteach. Tapuach 
is the same letters as Poteach. God says, Poteach, open. Take the apple, Poteach. Take, take the apple. Take the open apple and put it in the honey and the sting and change a little bit. You'll have a sweet new year. You get it? Tapuach, Poteach. Open up and change yourself a little bit and you get that sweetness here. You gotta open up. You gotta feel it. And guess what? When you do it, should I tell you what happens? Hashem pulls through. And He helps you so much. Should I prove it? I'll prove it. Miriam. Sorry, Batya. Batya is by the Nile. Who does she see in the river? Moshe, right? Is Moshe close to her or far from her? Very far. There's a whole mahluk in the Megillah how far, but it's very far. So let me ask you, if you're on the beach and you see a little kid drowning all the way very far, are you going to just attempt to go and pull your hand out? You're not doing it. So why does Batya attempt to try? She's not, she's not, she's 100% old. She's the daughter of Paro, you know what I'm saying? She knows what she's doing. She's a, she's a princess. And what does she do? She goes out and she just reaches over to, to, to pull Moshe. You can't reach him. He's too far. He's 200 feet away. What are you reaching out for? Well, the answer is, I'll tell you. Listen to the story I'm going to tell you right now. I remember it. I was at somebody's house once. He got, a guy invites me for Shabbat. Okay, I'm excited, nice, we're having a nice Shabbat dinner, sitting there, Hadid, let's open up a nice wine. Mazat, the whole line, we're ready to have a nice Seudat Shabbat. As we're there, this is a scary story, by the way. As we're there, he tells his 15 year old son, you know, let's go, everybody, Nitzlatilayim. His 15-year-old son, literally, he doesn't go for Nitilayadayim. I'm an eyewitness to the story. 15-year-old kid. He doesn't get up. His father's waiting. Whatever his name was, right? Jack, let's go, Nitilayadayim. Doesn't move. Four minutes later, everybody's on the table now, waiting to wait, waiting for this guy, Jack, to go Nitilayadayim. Four minutes later, he gets up, he does Nitilayadayim. Comes back, does Amotzi, finishes this host. He walks me out and he tells me, Rabbi, I don't know what to do. I don't know what happened to my son. Four minutes waiting to do Nitilayadayim. What happened? I was like, I don't know. To be honest, maybe you have to check it out. I really don't know. I never saw this in my life. But you know what? I, if I was you, I would check it out. Saturday night, he calls me up. He says, Rabbi, I'm taking my son to the doctor. He says, yeah, definitely. I would say it. The doctor says, listen, this thing is a mental issue. Go to a mental doctor. He goes to the mental doctor. And the mental doctor tells him like this, we have to do an x-ray, we have to do this, we have to do that. And he finally finds out, you know what he said? Why he didn't wait? Why didn't he go for four minutes to do Nitzalayadayim? You'll never believe what this mental doctor said. He said, because in the brain, there's neurons. 
neurons in the brain. What happens is, if your brain says, go wash Netilaya Dayim, so it has to connect to another neuron that tells your legs to go actually go wash. So one neuron is saying, go wash Netilaya Dayim. He knows he has to go wash Netilaya Dayim, but he physically can't get up because it's not transferring to the neuron of his feet to actually go up. So, his, so the doctor gave him pills that he takes that each neuron will connect to the other neuron to actually do the, do the motion. You hear what's going on over here? What's, so what's my point of telling you this story? Great Rabbi, great story. Now what? You know what the point is? Do you think that you could walk or talk or see without God giving you the power? It's impossible! Do you think that you could change without God giving you the power to change? It's impossible! We have no power without God! Nothing, zero! You can't even move your, your thumb. You can't without God's help. But what is... So Batya, you know what she does? Batya understands, even if Moshe was right next to me, and he was one foot away, I can't even reach out to help him. You know why? Because only God can do that. So he says, what's the difference if he's next to me or very far from me? Her Munah was so strong, she says, you know what? Even if he was next to me, I can't pull him without God's help. So let me just try. And God says, you try, I'll do the rest. You try to change as much as you can, and God does the rest. That's facts. But you gotta understand these lessons. You gotta hear it. I'm gonna just review it, and we're gonna end the class. This is the review. Ready? Listen carefully. We said tonight, God loves us. He wants some change. He wants us to have a better year. Everybody wants a better year. They want a great family. They want great panasa. They want great life. They want health. They want happiness. They want it all. And we deserve it all. But one thing. God says, where are you? Where are you? Ayeka, where are you? So what do we have to do? We have to do a change. And what's that change? Three things in order to change. First, like we said, believe in yourself that you can do it. Adam bikar veloyavin. Don't play like that horse that doesn't understand his kohot. Don't be like that horse that just gets whipped and whipped and doesn't understand. You have greatness within. Don't forget that. First thing of change, don't forget, you have greatness. No matter who you are, I don't care where you came from, I don't care what your background is, you have greatness within you. You have to believe in that. And that's true. That's first. Believe in yourself that you can do it. Second, be consistent with your change. From the beginning of Shana to the end of Shana. Not one week and two weeks and three weeks. This is what I'm taking upon myself. Do or die mentality. From the beginning till the end, I will be consistent. And of course, do something that you actually do. And the third thing is, I want to finish with this, remember the apple and the honey. Apple is tapuach. Comes from poteach. Open up. Open up and, and, and open up to change. I'm going to be a better person. I, everybody knows what they have to work on. Everybody knows what they have to work on. Deep down, if you don't know and you're married, ask your wife, she'll tell you exactly what you have to work on. No joke. She has a sixth sense. You all, everybody says you're the best in true, but I really know who you are. Right? I'll never forget that story. One time I got a call, I was speaking to my, one of my congregants, and he's saying, hi, Rabbi, has everything. So there's his wife, and I was like, who are you talking to? He's like, no, speak to Rabbi Palash. Oh, can I speak to him for one second? So sure, here. Uh, uh, hi, Rabbi. I said, yo, you know, I was telling you, you know, your husband is the best guy in the shul, and this, oh yeah, Rabbi, you don't know him at home. I was like, what do you mean? Oh, Rabbi, let me tell, I don't want to stop. And he's at the phone, give me my bone back, give me my bone back. <laughs> I will talk later. Yeah. But the bottom line is, it's a true thing. It's a true thing, you know? You got to know what you have to, have to work on, right? You have to know what you work on. But the third thing is, poteach, like the tapuach. Open up 
and know that apple in the honey. In the beginning, to change in the honey, it comes from a bee's thing. It comes from a bee and its things. It might hurt in the beginning, but at the end, it's sweet. And when Hashem sees you trying, He says, I'm going to pull through for you. You're doing your best. I got you. Have a great year. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.